Welcome to the Morning Mix podcast. Whip, welcomed back to the show today, which is exciting. Yes, uh, it was. Uh, I don't remember. We what, did, what did we do? I blacked out. Yeah, we did. Black. Well, your pet ruined Christmas. That was a real big problem. Oh, that's problem. right. Biba pooped on the floor. Yeah, well, what uh-huh. can you do? We learned out what it takes to be a great host at Christmas. And a lot of you are watching movies this time of year that aren't actually Christmas movies. But it makes sense, especially when you're five years old. Yeah. And Sopranos is I mean, bada bing, bada boom. Hey, what can you do? That and much more right now on the Morning Mix Podcast. All right, B is off today. She's out there in uh, Serbia. Doing traffic reports in Serbia. Yeah, no, she's yeah. doing, she double times. So she goes out yeah. there and does some work. There's like a goat report. It's all yeah. side hustle. Side hustle. <laughs> but that's a long flight out there. And maybe on the way you read a book because it's a good time. If you're going to read a book, you're on a plane. Sure, go for it. A lot of folks this holiday season are gifting one another and requesting self-help books. Now, believe it or not, after a big survey was done, half of Americans think that they could write a self-help book based on their own life experiences. A recent survey of 2,000 U.S. adults discovered that youth and wisdom are not mutually exclusive because Gen Z, at 81% of Gen Zers surveyed, they are much more confident that they could write a self-help book than millennials at half as much and boomers at a quarter as much. Yeah. So as in, like, right now, like the in this older moment in my people life. don't think that they could, and yet the younger people think they could? Exactly right. Because mm-hmm. they haven't had a chance to be destroyed yet. Yeah, this they survey haven't been done by, down uh, enough. Yeah. This survey was done by uh, isanybodyfreakingsurprise.com. You know what's funny about that? Like, a, just... So is there anybody in the world who, like, at 40, let's say, yeah, says... Oh, man, I was so much smarter when I was 20. There's not a person in the world, right? But but when you're 20, you don't think of people who are 40 as smarter. But, like, when you're actually that, you never think, I used to be smarter than I am now. You just think of 40 people as old. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I think, too, that as your life goes on, Maybe it's maybe it's that invincibility thing. You think nothing will happen to me, or oh, that will all work out, or this will happen and that will happen. Yeah. And then you get closer to forty, and you're like, oh, wait a second, it's hmm. not happening the way I thought it was going to happen. I had to work a little harder, or do a little bit more of that, or I didn't really know everything I thought I knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. My mom was right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Dang. Dang, man. They say the average person will start reading a self-help book at 14 years old. What? That's what they're saying. Gen Z readers at 60% are more likely than older generations to begin reading self-help books between 10 and 15. Is that like chicken soup for the teenage soul, basically? Uh, on TikTok? I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. The I think... Uh, I was given a self-help book once as a gift, and it was the one that's like how to deal with se people. Oh, okay. and then there's another one that's like how to not give an f. Yep, those are in there. I guess like you know, don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff, right? Or whatever. Uh, who moved my cheese? These yeah. kinds of books. Yes. Do these count? Okay, they all count. All right. Here are the things that motivate people to read a self-help book. You want to overcome a specific challenge. You want to improve your career. You want to just gain knowledge and skills. And you want to learn to cope with stress and anxiety. Those are the top four categories of self-help books and reasons why people want to read them. 74% of people feel positive about the self-help genre. So three-quarters of people are like, no, that's good. Yeah, this this makes sense. Read it. You might learn Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Now, given that all of these people think that they could write a book, 81% of Gen Zers 
48% of millennials, and 28% of boomers think that they could write a self-help book. But when you write a book, the book needs a title. Six, ten, text, woo! Six, ten, text, woo! Six, ten, text, woo! If you were to write a self-help book today, what would the title of it be? Text it to us at 312-233-1019. Title your self-help book. You're going to write it. You know what you're going to write it on. You just tell us, what are you going to call it? Text it to us now at 312-233-1019. And just like the Secretary of State of Illinois, we cannot accept eat butts. Yeah. No. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. Bummer. We'll yeah. take these nuts, though. Yeah. 312-233-1019. You text us the title of the self-help book you would write. Self-help books are a great gift, they say, during the holiday season. Many people are asking for them. Kind of difficult, I think, to give without a request having been made. I I saw this and I thought of you. Like if I give Nikki like how to stop shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? We're worried about you. What? In general, you seem overall like a huge mess and like you could really use some tips. Right? Here's a book. You know, it's funny. Whip uh, rattled off a couple titles of books and we're asking you for the title of your own self-help book. These are the self-help books with the biggest impact on people's lives by title. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Outliers. That's mm. the Malcolm Gladwell one. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Way Forward, Atomic Habits, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And Classic. it's all small stuff. Classic, right? right. And Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, yeah. By the way, that's not all small stuff. I'd like to, uh, just like to object. I mean, I, I, most of it is, yes, but you yeah, know, not everything is not all small. A broad statement there. Yeah, the, house is, the house is actually on fire. Yeah. Pretty right, big. Right. Anyway. Pretty big problem to sweat. Yeah. That's not figurative. I mean, somebody get a hose. Right. So we asked you, all right, fine, you text us. If you wrote a self-help book, what would the title of that book be from an 815? Bite me. I don't know if that's, I don't know, that might have come in early. I don't know. That's fine. Let's see here. Uh, 847. Here's my self-help book. What to do and not to do when getting a divorce. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that could be useful for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. 708, how to talk to millennials who hide behind mommy and daddy. (laughs) Whip, stop texting in, man. Yeah, well. Uh, 708, I don't know S. How to file for bankruptcy. 331. 630, you don't know me. If you wrote a self-help book, what would the title of it be? 219, Your Mom. Good. Okay. <laughs> yep. 708, the title of the book would be Join the Marching Band Instead. Okay. Oh, okay. Right, right. Let's see. 773, the title of the book, The Essential Guide to Getting Your Head Out of Your Ass. Oh, I love that That's one. Good. So many people need that. Their wow. license plate was declined. You can tell. It just has that, that vibe. How to have common sense and use it for adults who don't. That's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. 708, take the warning labels off. That would be the name of my self-help book. That's kind of okay. nice. How to be a parent, not a friend. A teacher's guide to helping your child through the middle school years. Oh. From a 708. Uh, yes, please. That sounds like a book that exists. It does. Hang on. My book would be called Whatever You Think You Should Do, Do the Opposite. <laughs> okay. 312, Do It My Way. That's the name of my self-help book. Sinatra's book. That's nice. 815, this is the title of my self-help book. Stop crying. Most people don't marry their high school boyfriend. (laughs) Sounds very specific. Very specific. A lot of moms wrote that book. Yeah, Yeah, right? Uh, 312, Stop It, You Mamby Pamby, Just Do It. (laughs) 312, that's it. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
224. The title of my book would be YOLO, Make the Best of It. YOLO, of course, you only live once. That's right. That's yep. right. YOLO. Wow, look at this. 630. This sounds like a book that might already be out there. Go to Barnes & Noble and look for The Art of Accepting Your Wrong. I don't okay. think I am. I think, uh, no. Yeah. Maybe you are gearing up to host, and if you're hosting, you're probably a little scatterbrained right now, a little scatty wampus, because you got a lot of people gearing up to come to your house. You could be hosting four people. You could be hosting, you know, 35 people. You know, these some of these families. I mean, you want to talk about John Legend, babies. My God, just mm-hmm. keep doing it, you know? <laughs> wow, Jesus. You guys, all yeah. the kids, another one? Quit playing those songs, oh man. God. That's yeah. right. Quit playing games with my heart, you know? Well, if you are hosting... There's a new list of all the common Christmas dinner mistakes that hosts are making. Oh, yeah. Example, you forgot to plan your meal ahead of time. Before you do any kind of cooking, you got to plan what you're going to do. And when they say plan, they mean you literally didn't think about, like, well, when should I start the potatoes versus when do I start the roast? And what about the broccoli? And did I get the rolls? And what um, oven temp? Because you go, maybe you got one oven in the house, and you're trying to jockey between I needed a 375 and then 425 and then 350. And what do I do? What do I do? You forgot to plan ahead. You forgot to cook a few things ahead of time. You can cook a few things ahead of time and just warm them up, have them ready. You are daring to make a new recipe for the first time. Common mistake. Stick with what you know. And if you haven't made it for the first time, if you haven't made it before, they say, give it a trial run. Mm. Like in the weeks leading up. Give that thing a spin. Take allergies and dietary restrictions into account with your guests that are coming over as it is 2023. And we are all allergic to everything. So keep your eyes out for that. Go grocery shopping like a week out for what you can, you know, like you can do a couple grocery trips. Yeah. Like you can go a week mm-hmm. out to get the things like, oh, I need the canned pumpkin and I need to get the dry pasta or butter. whatever. Just butter. Load up on butter. Right. And then in the few days before, you can go get your produce and then you can kind of do two trips. Not a bad idea. Try to, uh, don't forget about pre made goods. You're thinking, I'm going to make everything from scratch. It's okay to put a few pre made goods on the table to save yourself some stress. You, di- you forgot to do a cookware assessment. Do I have a pot big enough for this? I don't. I better call Donna next door and see if I can borrow her pot. Donna's good for that. And finally, you're relying too heavily on traditional foods, wherein you're forcing yourself to make the, oh, I've got to make the blank, but it takes 12 hours to make the whatever. Instead of going, you know what, I'm going to freshen it up this year and we'll just do this thing that's a lot easier. And not everybody always likes the traditional stuff. They, they just eat it because they feel like they have to. Mm-hmm. I like hosting. My wife and I like to host. And it's as a host, you, it's all in your head. You're like, oh, they're going to not like this. They're not going to like that. And then I guarantee if you called them three days later and went, what did we eat for dinner on Christmas Eve? They don't remember. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? As long as it's good, just, just, mm-hmm. just order pizza. But I thought given that these are the common mistakes people are ma- making when they're hosting parties... Do we have any A-plus hosts listening right now? We need your hosting tips. What is your hosting tip? You're hosting a big party. These are your tips. These are the things to keep in mind. Maybe it's something you learned through practice. It's something you learned by making the mistake, and you said, never going to do that again. Here's how I'm going to do it. What are your I'm hosting Christmas tips? 312-233-1019. I'm hosting Christmas. Oh, here's a tip. 312-233-1019. Moms, this is your opportunity because we are asking for your advice right now. (laughs) This is unlike the unsolicited advice you're preparing to give on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. This is us. We're soliciting 
for your advice. Mm -hmm. We don't know how you do it uh, as opposed to what we should be doing. Exactly right. (laughs) You're hosting a big party. You're very excited to have everybody at the house. And maybe it's your first time hosting. You don't want to get distracted because you don't want to be out in the living room. And then you just hear, what is that? (laughs) Oh, it's the turkey. Oh, no. Oh, look what you did, you little jerk. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Beware and be prepared, they say. We've got all these tips, common mistakes that people are making. You're not planning ahead. You're not getting, uh, you're, you're forcing yourself to do a very busy grocery trip. You're not looking at all the cookware you have to make sure you have what you need. You're misgaging how long it takes to cook each item. Like you're so worried about how the table looks. Forget you about forgot it. about the actual food that goes on the table. It reminds me of the time Nikki got home from working on Thanksgiving Day thinking she was coming home to a Thanksgiving dinner. And instead, Joel was putting it in the oven at 7 <laughs> oh, p.m. Wow. 7 Woo! p.m. Can't wait to eat this 1 a.m. turkey. It was Thank great. You. <laughs> Can't remember it from all the Chardonnay. Sure, it was great. Mm-hmm. Hi, Catherine. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas right back at you. What is your big hosting tip? So I actually did uh, learn this from my mother. I didn't think I was actually going to be doing this eventually, but I do it now for every event. Um, I have a notebook. I have a notebook that goes anywhere from it's got the list of everybody coming, the menu, which store I have to get what at, what time things go in, um, different shopping lists, uh, you know, who's picking up what, what, how much if you have to cater, how much wow. things cost. And I learned that all from my mother. And it's like a sacred thing. The kids can't touch it. Husband can't touch it. Because that that's the planning guide for everything. Anything goes bad. It's bec- it, it would have been written down or it, it's just always have a notebook nearby for any big event. And I definitely learned that from my mother. I give her go. 100% credit for that. All right, you got to have the notebook to keep track of what worked, what didn't work, what you need, what you're going to need, what you don't need, what you have, what they're going to bring. The notebook. It's all in there. Hi, Kim. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Merry Christmas. Same to you. Love Merry you Christmas. If you're hosting, what's your big tip? Um, don't get caught up in the kitchen and forget everything else. So either delegate, like the table being set, or do it in advance. Like okay. I put the leaf in the table the day before. I My kids are old enough to help now, so I have them set the table, get the dishes out, make sure we have, like, enough forks. And, you know, you don't want to be sitting down and realize that there are no napkins. Love that. Delegate, yeah. delegate, yes. delegate. We're seeing that one on the text line a lot. Delegate, delegate, delegate. It's so funny she should mention napkins. Hi, Sharon. Good morning. Hi, everyone. That's funny, Sharon. We're sharing some tips. So what is your go-to hosting tip? You can never have enough napkins. There you go. you got to have napkins. Especially with any kid of any age. Any kid or any old uncle who's got like, you know, it's like, oh, sorry, uh, Sharon, I dribbled all over the rug. Mm -hmm. All right, right. Appetizers, drinks, dinner, dessert, accidents. Yeah, you you, you need napkins everywhere in every room in every color. (laughs) Napkins, napkins, napkins. Okay, you can never have enough napkins. Yep. Hi, Linda. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. What is your go-to hosting tip for the holidays? Don't be afraid to make things ahead of time and then just reheat them right before you're going to serve it. Okay. I like that. Now, what kind of things will you make ahead? Do you have specifics you will and some you won't? Uh, Yes. Like, um, I'll make beef wellington bites and i'll like saute up the mushrooms and the onions and i'll put those away the day before um i'll do the meat first thing in the morning and let it rest all day so it's ready and i just have to pop it in the broiler for like two minutes and then it's ready to serve um 
Let's see what else. You know, Can I come uh, to your house? Start- yeah. Just for those? <laughs> you meet- said Beef Wellington yeah. Bites, and I actually blacked out. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Let the meat rest all day. Yeah. That's all producer Jim and I got That's out of it. That. Do, you, yeah. do you dip those in like a horseradish, or what do you dip those in? Like um, au jus? I use puff- uh, no, I use uh, puff pastry in cupcake tins, and then I put a slice of uh, the beef, uh, the sautéed mushrooms, put some borsing garlic, uh, cheese on top yes. and pop those in and break, uh, you know, bake those. Um, oh. And then they're just small versions, and then everyone can have as much as they want. I, I feel like I might have just cheated. You, you I was to, so. I got to call my wife and apologize. I got so excited the by the way she defined and described those. Wow. Okay, so Linda's making stuff ahead of time. Very smart. And Linda number two. Good morning, Linda two. How are you? Good. Good morning. How are you? Doing very well. What is your tip for hosting at the holidays? I have all my pans out in the order I'm going to use them on the table, as well as the serving utensils or any serving plates. And anything I could chop ahead of time, the mise en place for each of the things, and everything's good to go. I don't forget to do anything because I know which pan. So it's like you you set up your own prep station. Yeah, it's like pregame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and it keeps me on track for which thing I need to do next or goes in the oven next. And my music. I always have the mix. Oh, oh look at that. Yes, chef. There you my go. My goodness. <laughs> okay. Well, apologies to Catherine, Kim, and Linda One, but you guys didn't mention that, so <laughs> Linda, you just won a $100 gift card to Giordano's. Come on. Yeah. Oh, my Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I love Giordano's. I never thought I'd win anything. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so very welcome. And make sure you put it out ahead of time. (laughs) It's the one time she can put those pants aside. You don't even need them. A hundred bucks at Giordano's. It's amazing. Congratulations to Linda, too. Enjoy that. Mm -hmm. I I like that one. That's one I wouldn't think about. Like, lay it all out in order. Right. Because I do find I waste time searching. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where is that thing? Where is that thing? And you can try to describe it to someone else. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, no, the small one. And then right. they come with like, the t- that's, that's the tiny one. I right. said the small what one. Doing? Yeah. Oh, the small one. That was too small. I'm like, what did I do? This holiday season, you might be hosting. You might be going to somebody's house. And if you have a pet, you might be thinking, what do we do mm-hmm. with Rufus? Well, a new survey was done by CertiPet. And they've revealed 79% of dog owners plan to bring their dog with them to the Christmas gathering. And if you weren't planning and you haven't booked boarding yet, yeah. you should start planning on bringing them. Figure that because out. Because chances are you're not you, gonna you find will a place. not oh, find a spot. that's a good point. Yeah. It is going to be rough finding <laughs> oh. a place. Oh, wow. 85% of people consider their dog a family member. Only 85. I think that'd be a solid 100. Hmm. But okay. Yeah. Men. At 55% are more likely to travel with their dog than women at mm. 45%. That's a little surprise to me. Yeah. Well, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I could picture some guys like, I'm going on a hunting trip. And, yeah. And in fact, my dog's name is Rufus. So I got Rufus and Rufus Jr. over here, yeah. and they're coming out, and they're going to find some birds for me or whatever. I don't appreciate your yeah. jokes, boy. Yeah, exactly. I can see that, right? With your pretty little mouth. Exactly. What? Excuse me, sir. And yeah, he's a part of the I'm family. Trying, Why, you know, just trying to use self-checkout. Can at I get out of this car? <laughs> no, <laughs> little honey. <laughs> what? He's gonna flush some yeah. quail for me. <laughs> Hang on a second. I'm gonna stop short. What? Seventy-nine oh percent of dog owners will bring their dog with them to Christmas, and that's all fine and well. And I love dogs very much, so seeing a dog at Christmas is always fun. 
But you've got an animal now at a Christmas gathering, and sometimes things can go wrong. I'll go first. I'll go first. Start it all over and repeat the verse. I'll go first. Hey, I'll go first. You ain't first. You're last. Having a dog at Christmas is all fun and games until something goes wrong. Yeah. Nikki. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> okay, take it away. In fact, uh, this year I did the subtle text like, hey, we can bring Biba again, right? We're good, right? <laughs> so yeah. uh, we had just gotten her uh, a couple years ago. We got her in October. Um, oh, yeah. So Christmas comes. And and this is, uh, we go to my aunt's house in Wisconsin, wonderful Wisconsin. And uh, there's a bunch of dogs there. So there's there's Rosie and there's Stella. They are both a little older and okay. a little more chill. Our dog, obviously, being a rescue puppy, was very new, but but trained. We'd figured it out, yeah. you know? Yeah, probably trained, ready to go. So we get the we get the go-ahead. We bring her. She's great. She's doing okay with the other dogs. A little scrappy because, you know, she's young and wants to play, but we get over that. We take her down into this finished basement they have that's carpeted, beautiful bar, big screen TV. It's awesome. It's Ooh. where we all hang out. So we're we're letting Biba kind of see her way around. And being new dog owners, we didn't pick up on the uh on the, the hints she, the was, hints she was given. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So oh, she's I, circling. She's good. She's she was <laughs> going from door to door and I'm like, oh she's just oh. trying to figure out this place. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. She got the layout. She's yeah. pacing the joint. No, she had a poop. Oh, and it was no. a huge poop no. in front of my uncle. Oh. And it was like half of us were down there because we're like, oh, look at Biba. Look at She's checking out the place. Yeah. And it was like Ooh. a mound. Oh, and, oh. Uh, oh and then and, a, and puppy mound, which means it's not, Ooh, uh, not solid. Not solid. solid. Yeah. Right. I have audio of your uncle in that moment. <laughs> look what you did, you little jerk. And then oh. Biba, your dog, looked up at him and said, keep that change, you <laughs> filthy animal. I was. That was pretty much pretty it. Much how it went. Yeah. So of course my husband Joel and I are mortified, you know, and then you know, and then you do what you always do when this happens. You run the dog outside, but they're they're good. They're done now. <laughs> they yeah. Just went. Hey, why are we out here? Right. I was so, thinking it in there. Why yeah. did we come out here? Yeah. So, I don't know why I sound like Bob can't go with, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's how Biba sounds, but may, you know, are maybe you a sure? friend. <laughs> but but yeah, so like literally 30 minutes into arriving oh, to their house. No. Oh my god, that's huge uh, poop on the carpet. Spent the rest of the oh, time working God, on that. That's horrible. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, we just put a bow on it. Walked away. Wow. Uh, Nikki can't be alone. When did the pet ruin Christmas? Hey, uh, Nikki, your dog pooped on the rug. Merry Christmas. I would have preferred a lump of coal. 312-233-1019. Your pet ruined Christmas. I'll go first, I'll go first, start it all over and repeat the verse. I'll go first, hey, I'll go first. You ain't first, you're last. Have you guys seen Biba? Where did the dog go? Does anybody? <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. Oh, no, all over the rug? Yeah, no, guys, she's trained. She's been so good. There's been no accidents in our house. She's oh, been awesome. We would love to have her. Yeah, yeah, Bring yeah. her on over. Yeah. What's in the basement? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Guess we will. Ooh. Youch. Huge. Well, Merry Christmas. They say 79% of dog owners are bringing that dog to Christmas. Whether you say yes or no, that dog's coming in. And every dog, you know, they poop, they pee, they nibble. What can you do? They're living creatures. That's what they are. Are they supposed mm-hmm. to help it? Right. And sometimes it's not really their fault, but your dog might ruin Christmas. Say good morning to Julia. Hi, Julia. Good morning. Good morning. What happened with your dog on Christmas? 
she was only a puppy. She was less than a year old, and we were hosting, um, and we had another dog there, a golden retriever, who was a little bit older, um, and she, the golden had a collar with bells on it. Well, one of the bells fell off, and my puppy immediately ate it. So we... <laughs> We had to spend all of Christmas Eve waiting for her to either poop or throw up so we can inspect and make sure she was okay. I will say the nice thing was you could always tell where she was in the house (laughs) by the jingle, you know, so that helped. I'm serious. Is Santa on the roof? (laughs) No, no, no. That's pudgy. She's upstairs. She'll be fine. Okay, so we've got a dog eating a bell. Hi, Tess. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. And I I can hear how sorry you are in the sorrow and the sadness uh, because you're not supposed to touch the elf on the shelf no you're not and what happened with your dog um one day my dog the elf was a little too low and the dog ate the elf on the shelf how are we supposed to report back to santa what are we like so what did you have to do um i have no clue (laughs) but six months later we found her head in our couch so, uh, so the dog spit out the, the head. The dog spit out the head at some point and buried it. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Annie. 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 Well, are the you sun okay? will come out tomorrow. Right. Annie was okay after Annie that was head okay. came out. Yeah. <laughs> if you, uh, I guess there are a number of ways that could have happened, huh? <laughs> I love how Tess sounds so sick. That might have, yeah. That's a scar for that life moment the, right there. It might have been the first time a person asleep called us. <laughs> we found the head so in anyway, the couch. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, that was the dog great. was actually sending a message through that elf. <laughs> yeah. you, mess, you mess with me, just say it. Seriously. Hi, yeah. Carla. Good morning. Good morning. You know, Frosty the Snowman... Is a is a very holly jolly fella, but boy, what happened with your snowmen, Carla? Well, I came home one day, and I think I left my dog a little bit too long, and uh, he, my dog Ozzy, he ate all of the heads off my snowmen. I had oh. to try to repair them. I was very upset. Now, were the snowmen are they were they cloth and like stuffed, or were they ceramic? Like, what were they? The, the, they were mostly cloth ones, okay. and then there were some that, you know, they they were just, I had them in my family for a while, and I had to try to repair them. Thank God my cousin had a glue gun, and she was able to put them back together, but apparently he was mad at, at his mommy. <laughs> we have two back-to-back decapitating <laughs> dog stories. This is so, so odd. So we've got a dog that ate all of the snowmen heads. We've got a dog who ate a bell. Ruined Christmas, running around jingling and jangling. And then Tess, who uh, might be asleep already, her dog ate the elf on the shelf and they found the head six months later. Nikki, what do you like? (laughs) I love all these. I mean, the discovery of the elf head in the couch six months later is my vote. Pretty solid. Okay, whip. Yeah, that definitely put that over the top. Hey, Tess, are you there? I am here. Good morning. <laughs> that was a twist we didn't yeah, see coming, Tess. Tess, it's the whole head. Now, do you still have the head of that elf? Um, I don't think we still have it. Okay. How long ago did this happen, Tess? Um, I mean, probably when I was like five. And and you're eight now? <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, fifteen. Okay, great. Okay. How long do you think it took you to get over this tragedy, Tess, or are you not over it yet? Uh, probably a year. That's what I kind of thought. Yeah, Yeah. I like that.
Well, it is Thursday. It's a little after 810. You know what that means. It's time for a Thursday three style. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Yesterday, I had my own three style. Uh, my wife, Nikki, and I went to a musical. That's right. The three of us, the thruple, took over row M at Boop. It was really good. Really enjoyed Boop. Really enjoyed it. We got to go see Boop. That was very nice. And it really did, I don't know why, Boop, not at all a holiday show, nothing holiday about it. Okay. But for whatever reason, the idea of like going to see a show felt very holiday. You it know was, what I mean? We were downtown. Yes. It was nice. It was so nice. And then it is, there's something really magical when you leave something like that, and it's dark, and the lights are out, and you hear music on the street. It was it was really cool. It was cool. great. Yeah. yeah. I waited in line for an hour to get out of a parking garage. It was awesome. <laughs> magical. <laughs> Almost late to get my kids. It's fine. But it is the holiday season, and speaking of my kids, every night, how many sleeps till Santa? Well, last night was five. Tonight's four, baby. We are on our way to the big guy, coming down the chimney, hopefully leaving gifts for the nice ones, leaving some coal for the naughties, and eating your candy, eating your cookies, drinking your milk. Some folks even leave out uh, wings and beer, some pizza for Santa. You got to, you know, I'm sure he likes to spice up his uh, evening snacks quite a bit throughout Christmas Eve. And given that it's time for a Thursday three-style, what we thought we would do today is simply look forward to the big man coming to town on Monday... Or I guess on Sunday night, depending on how you look at that. Monday morning, Sunday night, overnight. We need the first three words that come to mind when we say Santa Claus. Oh. That's it. Oh, yeah. 312-233-1019. The first three words that come to mind when we say Santa Claus. And for your three words, we're going to give you a Chick-fil-A gift card. Nice. Okay? Maybe the first three words are spicy, nuggets, and sauce. I don't know. It's up to you. The first three words that come to mind when we say Santa Claus. 312-233-1019 for your Thursday three style. We give you a topic. We take three words and we put them into a song live on the mix. Hi, Jess. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? We're doing really well, Jess. Have you heard us do a Thursday three style before? I have. Okay, great. So you know the drill. We give you a topic, you give us the first three words that come to mind, and then we turn it into a song live on the air with no planning, prep, worries, lots of fear, but that's kind of it. So Jess, today the prompt is Santa Claus. What are the first three words that come to mind when we say Santa Claus? Well, obviously jolly. Okay, jolly. Okay, he's jolly. Um, He's a bit of a tinkerer. <laughs> oh, that's yes. true. Yep. Yeah. You know what, Jess? We are out of time for you. Uh, okay, tinkerer. And then what's your third word? Insomniac. Oh, my gosh. I love you, Jess. Wow. Insomniac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jess, Jess, Jess. She's so proud yeah. of herself. It's great. Crappy Christmas to you, Jess. Uh, okay, Jess, your three words are jolly, tinkerer, and insomniac. Yep, there they are. <laughs> All right, Jess, I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Don't go anywhere, Jess. Stay yeah. right there. Your Thursday three style today, it's the holiday season. So we thought, what better way to celebrate than with a little bit of holiday ska? Oh, yeah. Hey! Nikki's got the bell. When we hit the words, she's going to ring the bell like this. Let's see if we can do this one. I don't know. Merry Christmas, everybody. Let's celebrate. I'm coming to your party and I'm bringing a date. We'll be late because Santa's coming to town. You know that I hung up some holly. Here comes that fella, man, you know he's so jolly. You might ask me if I know her, but I barely know her. He's a tinkerer. <laughs> That's a little bit of a stretch. I kind of sound like Randy Newman.
was on cocaine. Hey! Merry Christmas to you and your friends. We hope that the holly jolly season never ends. You better leave out a snack, cause Santa Claus is an insomniac. Oh. You know he's tired, but he's got to go because the sun will come up and a ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas from Santa Claus. Merry Christmas just because. Merry Christmas from Santa Claus. Merry Christmas just because. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah. Jess. You did it. Merry Christmas, Jess. Was that all right? <laughs> Wonderful. Tinkerer. Yeah, that was a crazy one. Yeah, there was something about this and in the pinker. I don't know. Uh, we ran out of time for the tinkerer. Tinkerer. Jess, Jess, Jess. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your three words. You've just won a Chick-fil-A gift card. All right. $100 at Chick-fil-A is yours. Chick-fil-A, right. eat more chicken. I felt like it was kind of Randy Newman, Adam Sandler. Adam, Adam Sandler. I heard yeah, Adam. Yeah, yeah, Adam was in there a little yeah, bit. You're right, yeah. Adam Newman. We all pull influences from places we don't That's know about, right. you know? It's it. just like, ah, oh, it just keeps coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Jess and to everybody for your words on today's Thursday 3 style. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Mix podcast. You can hear our Morning Mix podcast every day after the show. Be sure to click follow, and you can also rate and review the podcast. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Hear us weekdays from 530 to 10 on 101.9 The Mix live in Chicago, or listen on our free Mix app. It's available in the Apple App Store and Google Play.